Thank you, and good afternoon. My name is Jean Girassi, and I'm the Executive Director of the Benedict Center, and it is my great honor to welcome you here today to the Sisters Program South Press Conference and Blessing Ceremony. There are an incredible amount of uh, talented, passionate, dedicated people in this room, not only standing here behind me, but also in the audience. Uh, the Hope House I would like to recognize for letting us use their boardroom because we didn't have air conditioning downstairs. And, um, and, and really most of all for agreeing to help co-locate our services here. Members of the press, thank you for helping tell our story to the community. Funders, volunteers, community leaders, faith leaders, police officers, assistant district attorneys, uh, board, uh, Benedict Center board members and, and Benedict Center staff, thank you all. Uh, for being here. The Benedict Center Sisters Program is a citywide program to help women in street prostitution, including sex trafficking, so they can begin a journey toward a safer and healthier life for themselves, their families, and the community. Women in street prostitution face high levels of violence, drug addiction, and homelessness. Many women are victims of sex trafficking and forced to trade sex. Others are victims of circumstance. The revolving door of arrest and incarceration of sex workers does not solve the problem for women or the community. A new approach is needed, and that is what we're here to present. Our goal is to ensure a public health approach to helping women to address their underlying needs instead of criminalizing them. Incarceration and stigmatizing sensationalism will not solve the problem for women or the neighborhood. A comprehensive approach that holds at its center that each woman needs to be treated with dignity and respect is the only way forward. Today we're introducing the expansion of the Benedict Center Sisters Program to the South Side. We continue to operate the Sisters Program North on 37th and North Avenue. After an exhaustive search for a Sisters Program South location, we're pleased to have signed a lease here at the Hope House, which has complementary values and services. The story of the Sisters Program is a story of partnerships. Each of our speakers today represents a strategic partnership that is bringing the Sisters Program South initiative into fruition. It is an interfaith collaboration that formed and will sustain the Sisters Program South. The collaboration includes Ascension Lutheran Church, the School Sisters of St. Francis, Sisters of St. Francis of Assisi, the Cincinnati Dominicans, and the Sisters of St. Joseph of the Third Order of St. Francis. Please note that Ascension Lutheran Church and the School Sisters of St. Francis are large anchor institutions on Layton Boulevard right here in the community that we're serving. At the heart of the Sisters program is a partnership with the Milwaukee Police Department and the District Attorney's Office to develop a street-level diversion program so that police can refer women to the social services that they need. We will be rolling out a new diversion protocol right here in District 2 later this summer. The development of this diversion policy was made possible by an ongoing partnership with the Advancing a Healthier Wisconsin Endowment in the Medical School of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Dr. Stacy Young has been instrumental in providing advice and evaluation and has agreed to take questions during the Q&A. Also critical is grassroots support from residents and stakeholders. We were honored to partner with the Southside Organizing Committee as the largest resident-led organization on the Southside. We also deeply value the leadership and input of women in the Sisters Program, including three graduates who have served on the Sisters Program South Advisory Board. 
coordination, support, and funding from the Milwaukee County government and the city of Milwaukee are also key. Milwaukee County Department of Health and Human Services is helping us provide housing and treatment needs and services for the women. We are looking forward to working closer with the city, the county, and continuum of care to ensure housing needs for women are met. A conducted recent survey showed that over 50% of women in the street-based sex trade are either homeless, literally street homeless, or precariously housed. And that confirmed what women have been telling us for years, that housing is a critical barrier for them to be able to exit the streets. And so now, with no further ado, I'd like to introduce our first speaker, Arnita Holloman, the Sisters Program Director. Good afternoon, thank you all for coming today. As Jean mentioned, um, the Sisters Program is um, answering the call to the issue in the city regarding street-based prostitution. We do understand that it's an issue for the community, for residents, for businesses, um, and it's also an issue for the women that are involved in, in street-based prostitution. And so we are answering that call by the two drop-in centers that we have located on the north and the south side. According to police data, 83% of all prostitution-related arrests happened in uh, police districts two and three. And so our drop-in centers are strategically located in those two districts. Ladies get to our drop-in center by a number of ways, one of which is through our street outreach team. Um, as a part of our expansion, not only have we expanded to the south side, um, at near the end of last year, we were able to expand our outreach. So our outreach team went from working part-time to full-time, which gives them more time on the street to connect with women. Um, and they're able to connect with them on the street, inform them about our program, also offer them rides to come in to receive services. Once they get into our drop-in center, what they receive is uh, uh, warmth and respect. They, they receive the di dignity that Jean talked about. And so we provide um, crisis case management, long-term case management, support groups, recovery support. Um, the women are also able to receive some of their basic needs. So food, clothing, personal hygiene products, and that kind of thing. Um, the ladies, what's wonderful about Sisters is it's not just an answer to the issue of what's going on in the city. It's the support that the women receive once they come to Sisters and they become a part of the program. We have women that are involved in the program that have been for some time, even though they have already quit the streets, they have decided to stay connected to Sisters. And in their own ways, even if they haven't served on the leadership team, they have served as mentors, so to speak, to other women that are coming in off the street. What we understand is the issue of prostitution is complex and it's multifaceted and there is not a one-stop shop, one quick fix. And while the Sisters Program is doing its absolute best to provide a solution, we are not the only solution. We are a part of um, a community response to uh, the issue of street-based prostitution. So thank you again for coming. like to invite Sister Linda Sajic with the Sisters of St. Joseph of the Third Order of St. Francis, who's the chair of the Sisters Program South Advisory Committee and one of the key interfaith collaborators that's made this possible. Thank you and good afternoon. Three years ago, I had a dream. Having worked with women at the Cathedral Center and St. Ben's Clinic, and knowing my own sister's struggle with addiction and homelessness, I had the dream of opening a house of hospitality for women on the south side of Milwaukee. 
I was aware of the high risk for human trafficking, alcohol, and drug abuse, isolation, and homelessness in the city, and I envisioned a place of welcome and hospitality for support, rest, and making connections with needed services. In November 2014, 13 dreamers gathered to share our stories and the gifts that we could offer. Over the next several months, we met regularly and did our own feasibility study, reaching out to other groups in the city to find out what was most needed. We didn't want to duplicate services, but to collaborate with others. By April 2015, our steering committee supported moving forward in an effort to collaborate with the Benedict Center. And we invited the leaders from our religious communities to discern with us. It was a blessing to learn that the Benedict Center was looking to replicate their program to the South Side. I believe this was no coincidence. The dream was developing strong roots and the committee reflected together what we could bring to the Sisters program. We envisioned opening a South Side location, bringing a holistic spiritual component, working in creative ways to seek out and raise financial resources and connecting with others in the neighborhood. We knew that the Benedict Center would bring both strong working relationships with Milwaukee Police Department and civic leaders, and their expertise in building relationships with women impacted by prostitution and sex trafficking. After two years of discerning conversations, Ascension Lutheran Church, the School Sisters of St. Francis, the Cincinnati Dominicans, the Sisters of St. Francis of Assisi, and my congregation entered into a relationship with the Benedict Center, choosing to create Sisters Program South. A representative from each of these collaborators is now a member of an advisory board to provide us an, act, an active uh, role in, in supporting Sisters Program. This board is also represented by at least two participants of the Sisters Program, graduates from the program and these sister leaders have been our best education. So it is this reality, Sisters Program South, that we come to bless and celebrate today. And we thank you for joining us in this dream. Next up, I'd like to introduce uh, dear friend and colleague, Tammy Rivera with the Southside Organizing Committee. She's the Executive Director. I am so impressed and excited to be here. Launching an effort in Milwaukee that comes to fruition in two years is not normal Milwaukee time for those of you who've lived there all their life like myself. And so on a personal level, it is a divine intervention of God's answer to prayer for women, families, in this community. On a professional level, I first want to raise up the residents of this community on the south side and the north side who have stepped up to be engaged to understand this issue in a very intimate manner and to be committed to a unified city problem-solving response. It is very tempting um, to respond to the community needs which have consistently for the life of SOC have been public safety number one for the 25 years that it has existed. It's very tempting to want to respond with arrest. Um, because of the years that we've had the opportunity to see the results of that, everyone is convinced that's not the answer. 
as Jean said, it doesn't work for women, it doesn't work for law enforcement, and it doesn't work for the community. And so the community engaged with us to understand the issue better. We helped bring people in who are subject matter experts and the women to educate the community. And the community response is, yes, we have a problem with street prostitution, but overwhelmingly, they wanted a problem-solving approach that provided treatment for the root problems of this issue and for us to respond to it with legislation, with community involvement, with unity across the city, and with dignity for all those involved. And so I want to thank the residents who are engaged, the leaders of resident groups who we surveyed. And um, I also want to do a little um, connecting of dots for folks so that you understand that there are groups of people and individuals in this city who are committed to unifying approaches to lifting our community up. They're not all based on challenges, they're also based on dreams and so asset-based working together. And so I wanna explain that um, at the time of my arrival at SOC, Jean and I are personal friends and we also have a long professional relationship. And so she was looking for a partner here. I met with uh, the captain of our district at that time, Captain Morales, and he said this was an issue and he wanted to partner. And Captain Worth, who has uh, succeeded him, has been a champion as well. We're so blessed to have the leadership that we've had. And so we entered into the strategic partnership. At that time, the county exec ably asked, what did SOC see as the problems for the south side? And he joined the partnership and his team joined the partnership and you see how fast that resolved um, some issues. And then Alderman Perez, became a champion as well. We spoke with Alderman Donovan and he supports the program. He has some different perspectives of, of, of approaches, but he does accept the program. And then um, uh, uh, we also have um, the uh, city, Rafael Acevedo, who's here with us today, who we've been talking to and growing in our relationship and partnership, who was the person who suggested we connect with Hope House. So I want to tell you there are people, Rafael Hector, who delivered with county executive housing support. There are people committed to a unified city and unified responses, and I'm very grateful to, to have been part of that team. Thank you. Thank you again. It's now my honor to introduce the county executive, Chris Habley. There's a big group of us who are going to speak, so I'll, I'll be brief. Uh, first, I like being in Hope House for a long list of reasons, not least that it's called Hope House. Uh, everybody in this room shares a few moral clarities, and one is that indifference to suffering of any kind is not acceptable. And also, uh, there is no challenge, not one, that when we work together, uh, we can't improve. And the second clarity, and this is the thing that just gets me so excited. I mean, the, the best days I ever have are talking about partnerships that are centered around hope for people and resilience. As Tammy said, you don't incarcerate your way out of any problem. Nobody does. No civilized society, and we are less of a government and less of Americans and less as citizens when we think otherwise. Uh, but when government does things right, it doesn't leave any citizen behind. It focuses on recovery, resilience, redemption, uh, and empowerment. Every contact, every moment, uh, every iteration. And when we do that and we partner, 
we can do anything. So thank you uh, for everybody here that I get to work with on a lot of great projects. And thank you for pulling this together to all the partners in your commitment. And again, thanks to the press for covering good news. This is good stuff. And as long as I'm here, we're blessed with a lot of wonderful uh, public officials. Uh, and the tall one here, who now has a beard, I noticed. Uh, <laughs> Our district attorney, uh, Dizem, uh, our partners at MPD have been fantastic, and I think the work that they do so often goes unappreciated. You hear about what goes wrong, you don't hear about what goes right, and when it goes right, it's precisely because of the people in this room. Uh, and I know you're doing introductions, but I know the next person to speak is a former director of Health and Human Services and now CEO of Lutheran Social Services, my friend, my very good friend, our friend, Hector Colon. Thank you very much, County Executive Chris Abley, and thank you everybody for giving me the opportunity now that I'm at uh, Lutheran Social Services to be here with you and celebrate this great accomplishment. Sex trafficking and prostitution is a huge challenge we have in our community. And as it has been said, we can't arrest ourselves away from this challenge. It requires, and, and there's also no big pot of money uh, that's available to address this very significant challenge we have, not only here on the south side, but also on the north side, the city of Milwaukee in general. So it's gonna require us to really come together as partners in order to be able to achieve uh, success for this population that is so challenged right now. More treatment, more services uh, that need to be available for this population. And this is a great um, partnership that's here today. It's a great example of when partners come together, really good things can happen. The city of Milwaukee, the county, the faith-based community, the sisters, uh, law enforcement, um, all nonprofits, all coming together to address this challenge. And that's what needs to happen uh, in this community in order to realize the best benefits for, for this population. So on behalf of County Executive Chris Avely, Department of Health and Human Services, I'm very happy that we were able to provide some financial assistance both to our Housing Division and our Behavioral Health Division. Housing Division, Jim Matthews, the, the administrator there, who was very instrumental and key informing and coming together and addressing some of the ideas uh, to this to this issue. Mike Lappin, who's from the Behavioral Health Division, also played a key role uh, on developing the behavioral health services that are part of this package. So I just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to say a few words. And again, congratulations on this great partnership. Actually, I wanted your old boss to be able to, to introduce you, but I mean, uh, uh, while we knew that you had uh, taken this great opportunity at Lutheran Social Services, we did not want to miss the chance to thank you for what you had done in your service uh, with the county. And now we get to have coffee and figure out how LSS and Benedictson work together. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the next person I would like to introduce is Sam Coleman, who is the Chief of Staff for Common Council President Alderman Ashanti Hamilton. Sam. Uh, good afternoon. President Hamilton sends his regards. He wasn't able to make it here today. Um, I'll take two Milwaukee minutes to share the regards <laughs> that, he just, uh, uh, that he sent. Uh, 
So first, uh, I wanted to acknowledge and appreciate the Sisters Program and all of the committed staff and partners of the Benedict Center for fighting on the front lines uh, to bring about restoration and change. Uh, it is this type of work using a dignity-based approach and the meaningful partnerships like we have here to address these very real issues that truly changes the lives and transforms communities. So I stand with these men and women in support of this concerted effort to wrap our arms around those in our city who are often labeled, criminalized, overlooked, or marginalized as a result of the complex circumstances that they live in. So I'm here today to confidently affirm that there is hope, uh, that there are warriors on the front line, and that there is help. And we see that as evidenced by those who are gathered here today to celebrate this, uh, this moment. Uh, today is an example of the narrative and the approach that we must commit ourselves to, to support the Benedict Center and the New Sisters program in their efforts to do this very critical work. Um, it is an example of how we raise awareness about the role poverty, mental health challenges, and substance abuse plays in trafficking. Uh, is an example of how to support rather than stigmatize, humanize rather than demean people who really need support. Um, and it is an example of how we work in harmony in ways to solve the problems and address the negative social impacts of human sex trafficking at scale. So we are not just united in this moment today for this occasion, but we will work as partners in the long haul for this journey. So again, we say thank you and we're excited for the work that we'll complete together. <laughs> Man. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, we so appreciate the vision and the support of the Common Council President. Uh, uh, next up, I would like to introduce um, an alderman who has become a champion and a very special friend to the Benedict Center. Uh, without him, we wouldn't be able to have found a location with such ease uh, here on the south side. He's been absolutely forward-looking and instrumental in our partnership, Alderman Jose Perez. Thank you. I'm very pleased to be here uh, with all of you this afternoon. Uh, we all know, as been stated, prostitution is not a new problem. Uh, communities and governments that serve all of us have been dealing, this, dealing with these consequences for a very long time. And uh, we should not ever pretend that we have an easy answer for them. We can, however, learn from the errors of our past. And I believe the Sisters Program South is an example of that learning put into practice. Uh, prostitution is not victimless. Its human cost is very great. The work this program does to reach out and assist those engaged in prostitution was born of this realization. We all know, we've heard it today, that arrest and incarceration cannot be the only methods to address this problem. We should not seek any false comfort in imagining prostitutes and their customers being dragged from our community and taken somewhere else where they'll never bother anyone again. The world does not work that way. And those engaged in this traffic are doing so for an astonishing, complex way of reasons. And we should keep all of them in our prayers. This program is an example that suppression alone cannot work. This equation includes intervention, prevention, assessment, diversion, and rehabilitation. I want to particularly thank um, the Benedict Center, SOC, the school, the school Sisters of St. Francis, Essential Lutheran Church for their part in making this a truly community-based organization. And we have several other partners here to thank. 
I want to encourage all of those listening and interested in giving to a community to invest in programs of this type. We need you. They're built from the bottom up, and that input is the most concerned, and, those, and it'll impact those that are directly affected. Please know you can always count on my support. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alderman Perez. That means a lot to us. Uh, the next person I'd like to introduce is Milwaukee Police Department Assistant Chief James Harpole, who has truly been a champion in understanding how harm reduction diversion for women engaged in street prostitution makes so much more sense than the traditional uh, methods. And so I'd like to introduce Assistant Chief Harpole. Thank you, Jane, and thank you all. I think everybody who has been a part of this collaboration has really had a critical stake in making this successful where we are today. Um, when you think of the police, you think of enforcement, incarceration, arrest, so you might ask the question, why is the Milwaukee Police Department involved in something like this? And I want to go back to 2008 when my boss, Chief Ed Flynn, came to Milwaukee, and he really focused heavily on transitioning this police department away from one that was um, not open to bringing in partners and collaborating with others to have an impact in the neighborhoods which we were responsible for policing. He said, policing isn't a spectator sport. All of the stakeholders in a neighborhood have an important part in public safety and creating healthy, safe neighborhoods for people to live in. He'll say, neighborhoods capable of sustaining civic life. So I give my boss credit for the Milwaukee Police Department's involvement in this because he too is a champion for making this program a success. He realizes, as you've heard many of the other speakers say, that policing alone will not end the problem of street prostitution. We know that it is such a complex issue. And therefore, he's committed to putting the Milwaukee Police Department resources, uh, the resources of the second police district, of the third police district, and anywhere else in the city where street prostitution is an issue into this program so that we can have a significant and positive impact on the lives of the women who are affected on a daily basis. So thank you. Thank you. Um, one of the things that uh, we really appreciate from Chief Lynn and Assistant Chief uh, Harpole is a recent signing of a memorandum of understanding along with the District Attorney's Office, which makes this partnership uh, sustainable so that even when the captains who are often promoted because they're a talented group of people are moving forward, we still have a basis of the principles that we want to operate under and we can, we can continue the diversion program. We have a new protocol that we plan to roll out uh, here in District 2 and that would not be possible if it was not for the leadership and the, uh, and the championing of our next speaker, who is Milwaukee Police Department District 2 Captain Heather Worth. Thank you. I'm really honored to be here today to be a part of this and to be a part of this with the Benedict Center and the Sisters Program, uh, much from its inception uh, here on the south side of the district. There's so many partners to thank, and you know, we as the Milwaukee Police Department are, are just one of those partners. Um, but really, it's the vision of everybody involved here and many of those that have spoken that has really brought this program to fruition. So I really commend them for the work that they're doing here, for, the, for as uh, Tammy mentioned, the work of all of our community members to, to recognize the social issues that are surrounding prostitution and sex trade and those types of things. 
as has been indicated, sex trade is an extremely difficult uh, and complex variety of problems. And our, our job on the law enforcement side isn't just the arrest and incarceration of those individuals, but the identification of and diverting into the Benedict Center and to the Sisters Program. I also want to publicly address and, and support many of my team members uh, from the Milwaukee Police Department, some of whom are here in attendance today, many others that could not be because they're out serving the south side of the city. But uh, they have also been advocates for this program, and I really uh, appreciate their efforts in recognizing the alternatives in dealing with sex trade and prostitution and embracing this alternative, the alternative methods. And, and truly assisting me to open my eyes and uh, become a part of this program and a champion has been, has been indicated. So we couldn't do it alone. We couldn't do it without all of the support of our community members and our collaborations here with, with the groups that brought this program to fruition. Thank you. Thank you, Captain Worth. It's been brought home to me many times in my last six years here at the Benedict Center that Milwaukee Police Department is often called to the front lines of the most complex problems that our city faces. And it's not fair to simply ask them to be the only first responders. And so we are very, very happy to be able to partner with them and say, we'll go out with you. Call us when you find someone in need and we'll come out on site uh, and offer that person in need a ride here to the drop-in center and begin that, that journey of recovery. It's also just been incredible in terms of being able to leverage private resources. Captain Worth and I recently co-presented at the Impact 100 Awards event, and we were able to win a grant of $100,000 to purchase a street outreach vehicle and our street outreach. So please understand that um, while the county has been generous to us uh, for a portion, uh, the other, uh, you know, we've raised over $500,000 from private sources like the Zilber Foundation, Medical College, Women's Fund, other key, key sources, interfaith uh, support in order to make this happen. And so that's the kind of leveraging that we can do. But let me quickly, um, because it's getting warm in here, uh, introduce <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a person who has been, um, I, I keep using this word champion, but um, I'll tell you, um, District Attorney John Chisholm, um, has, um, I, I feel like, been one of our most solid partners uh, over, over the years. And it was really his vision for community prosecution and uh, one of his um, earlier assistant district attorneys that really helped have the original concept or idea of the street level diversion. And so I'd like to invite him to explain why um, that is. Thank you. Thank you, Jean, and I understand and I really appreciate how this is really the culmination of, of a, a dream and a vision that you've had for some time. But I also have to point out that our relationship with the Benedict Center um, goes back uh, at least 35 or 40 years, and that, um, that we recognize, we being an office responsible for yes, holding offenders accountable, but also serving the needs of victims. We recognize early on that the, in the population that was engaged in prostitution, you, you had um, this unique combination of, of uh, the attributes of a victim, and yes, a person that was engaging in behavior that led to arrest and possible prosecution. Um, what we understood back then, and, and probably didn't fully understand 
um, was that that the women engaging in prostitution were not, uh, as as is often the case, uh, doing so by engaging uh, in a choice of free will. That's what we understood. And, and the criminal justice system holds people accountable for the choices they make, right? But when those choices are constrained, when 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 the women, which we now know in detail, have often come from, for example, the foster care system, uh, where they have been abused, uh, where they've been exposed to sexual assault, uh, where they, they've lived in environments of unbelievable trauma and adversity, and um, they are easily exploited, they're an extraordinarily vulnerable population, and our obligation as public safety officials is to serve the needs of the neediest people and the most vulnerable people in our community. Uh, you can't simply do that by, by pulling young women off the street and um, having a short criminal justice intervention. This requires a long-term approach. Um, so we had this relationship. We, we, we valued that relationship. We wanted to take it to the next level, which basically said we understand also the impact that this type of behavior has on neighborhoods. We, we, we fundamentally, we understand that. We, we sympathize with the people living in neighborhoods that experience this. And we want to make sure that our efforts are directed specifically to those neighborhoods, that we bind them together, that we explain the, the issues that we're dealing with, how complex they are, and we invite them in to help us solve the solution. Being able to, to co-locate co services right in the community um, makes a huge difference. It's a huge difference because it requires the involvement of the community right at the ground level. So this is, again, just a, an extension uh, of a vision that's been a long time and, and will continue. It's going to continue. It's going to last a lot longer than my beard. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so um, so uh, thank you all for this. And, and uh, again, you, know, you also have our, uh, our continued and passionate commitment to improving this community with your partnership. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. That concludes our program.